This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld What's up? You know, not too much. Just, uh, just li- live in life. Um, it's an exciting day. We have an interview at the end of the episode with Kristen Doty. She shared lots of thoughts about Vanderpump Rules, her new book that's coming out. Um, it was so fun to talk to Kristen. I, yeah, I love Kristen. She was a good time. She was a good time. And she didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> she she did not cry in the interview, no, but we also are talking about the Vanderpump Rules season finale where there were tears shed and of course Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um it's been a it's been a fun week. It's crazy that the season of Vanderpump is already over. I know. I even texted you in the beginning of the week. I was like, "Hold on, just clarifying. I'm not ready. This is the finale tonight like this week." <laughs> I was like, "I'm I knew that, but I was like, no, no, no. There has to be like another episode. But there is still the reunion and whatnot, but it's just always sad to see a show end." It's strange. I feel like in some ways this season has felt so long because the wedding just felt never ending and whatnot. But at the same time, I also feel like it's like, "Wait, it's been 20 weeks?" Like, no. It it hasn't been 20 weeks that we've been that's, watching this season. <laughs> that's a long time. Like when you say it that way, it's like, damn, it's been like five months. <laughs> yeah, that's actually insane. That that's the amount of time we also dedicated to these people's lives who we do not know. When this season uh, when this season started, we still had like hopes and dreams and could like be out and about in the world. <laughs> It's so depressing. <laughs> I know. Think about the fact that in like March or whatever, our biggest problem was that we were sick of watching Jackson and Brittany's wedding. It still is like my biggest problem, but. <laughs> like, we're like doing fine in quarantine. We just want Vanderpump Rules to be good. <laughs> should we talk about the finale? I, I feel that we should. Um, <laughs> I actually thought it was a great episode. I thought it was a great finale so good I felt like like I mentioned it was almost like a movie they made it into at first I thought it was a little slow but I never lose faith in this show it, it, it does not disappoint no matter what they do so it was a it was a, a little long though because I watched it a few times so I was like okay oops I forgot how long yeah, we got was. a we got a 75 minute episode which they don't do very often but the ending was worth it to me so I wasn't mad about it but I literally rewatched it so I can see the ending again it's oh, I've the watched, most dramatic. I've watched the ending three times. Most of the episode <laughs> I watched twice. But so before we get to the very dramatic ending, we have a lot of loose ends to tie up. That's mm-hmm. the hard thing about having such a large cast is that all of a sudden it's like, wait, there's like 12 different storylines. Mm-hmm. And we touched on pretty much all of them. We got some more scenes with Brett and Dana and Max, which I don't know that any of us needed, but... 
seriously, it's like, okay, this is my issue with this drama. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's like the same argument, the same talk outside, the same getting nowhere that we've seen the past like three weeks already. Like I keep thinking, okay, are Dana and Max actually going to hook up again? Or no, they're just having another conversation about how they're not hooking up. And I'm just like like boring. It feels like how in the earlier seasons there was the back and forth with Tom Sandoval after he broke up with Kristen and then when he was dating Ariana. But the thing with this is that one, we don't care about any of these people in general, but two, none of the relationships are deep like that. I believe that, (laughs) I believe that Max and Dana had a thing, but I don't believe that two months later, Dana is still having this unrequited love. And it's this whole thing. It's like, no, nobody actually cares about this. And it's not, it's not the same level. Tom and Kristen were together for years. Right. And then now he's been with Ariana this whole time. So there was nothing fake about that drama. Whereas now it just feels so like, this is going to be your new boy. And then the other one is going to have problems with it. It's just, ugh, I'm, I'm ready right. for that to be done. And I hope we don't have to see it next season. I know I thought about writing it down for my notes. And then I was like, eh, this is actually not that important to actually say what they said. But while Max and Dana were having their chat outside. They insulted each other with the same three things going three times. It happened in the conversation. One person said one thing and then Dana came back and said it to him. And it happened three times. They said the same thing. I was like, this is like, if you're going to say something to someone like come up with your own dig. Like don't, they were like, you're, you're um, on such a high horse. No, yeah, you're, on the, like you're on, you're on, a you're on the jankiest fucking high horse. I was like, wow, good comeback. That's nuts. But en- enough of them, honestly, the most that they built up which I was like oh my god what are the Toms gonna do when they were like are you guys gonna stay with Tom Tom or are you gonna invest in the garden at Tom Tom and I was like guys please don't be dumb please don't be dumb please don't be dumb and they were not they they made it a little dramatic but they they did sign with Lisa and they are now owners of whatever percent that they're continuing when the expansion of Tom Tom is going to the garden at Tom Tom, which we kind of like, I mean, let's be real. If they didn't make that deal. Yeah. Oh my I God. Mean, I was <laughs> glad they only drop, drew that out for like one episode I because know. if we had watched a whole season of them being like, Oh, should we invest? I don't know. I know. So many dollars. It wouldn't have been fun, but I'm, so, I'm happy for them. I'm Me too. ready for that to reopen. Cause now I want to go. Now I have like seven Vanderpump <laughs> places I need to go to. I know the, the list is growing and I have to go to Buca de Beppo. So it's well, really yeah. just, there's too many places now, but we also see James and his mom have a nice scene together, yeah. which James has had such a glow up in the second half of this season. I would say we finally saw him get sober for real. It seems like he, has been taking it really seriously and we see his mom and it turns out that his mom also got sober last year and then found out she had breast cancer and has now had a double mastectomy. And I will say before she even said any of that, I was like, James's mom looks great. Mm -hmm. And James looks great too. It's so nice to see, we've seen them have such a complicated kind of toxic dynamic in the past. And so it's so, so nice to see that they have both gotten to a good place with each other and in their own lives. Right. That was really nice to see. And again, this is like a new, a new norm. 
we saw James making up with someone else again. I know we're like, this is so, because the episode was so long. It's like jumping all over the place because it had the photo shoot and the party, then this, then this. But James, it's we're fine. on James right now. James made up with Randall, which I thought was very nice to see. And you can see it was genuine because James looked a little like, shape, like, you know, intimidated oh, yeah. in some sort of way. But it was a nice conversation that they had. And I'm glad that that happened. We have now seen James apologize to almost every cast member this season and Randall invited him to the wedding. Was that like a soft invite that he'd like to see him there? I thought that was lovely. (laughs) It gives me hope for next season whenever that does happen, because at this point on the show, the only people that really aren't on good terms with James are Jax and maybe Kristen. I don't know if she really cares anymore, but yeah. And also Uh, Jax and James have never been on good terms. So other than he was DJing the barbecue. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. But so, okay, yeah, we had a great arc with James. I really liked where his season finished up. Um, We see a scene of Stassi and Bo go house hunting, which honestly, I could do without. It was a little bit... Because they didn't show them finding the house, it was a little bit like, why did we have to watch that in this episode where so much is going on? But whatever, I'm sure we will see more of their house journey in the future. Yay. Yay. But <laughs> I, the, like, I, like I mean, Stassi. I love them. Yeah. I like Stassi, but I think her, her personal arc on the show falls a little flat for me sometimes. I like when she gets, I love the group dynamic. Her stuff with Katie and Kristen has been super compelling, but seeing her hanging out at home with Bo, I could do without. Right. So we're now at the photo shoot at TomTom where it's a little different than the ones we've seen in the past because Lisa brought in employees from all over the strip, literally, including (laughs) Vegas. So this, this photo shoot, personally, when they showed the picture at the end, I was like, that's what they came up with. Like Lisa was covering Ken, but anyway, maybe that wasn't the final picture, but Stassi's doppelganger, Kara, come back from Vegas. Gina's doppelganger. (laughs) You said Stassi. Stassi. Oh, because she was involved. (laughs) Sheena's doppelganger come back and like as if we thought that was going to be the last of her that we'd see a few weeks ago like let's be real so um she comes and she's in the photo shoot Max doesn't know about it which again he 
or did he not know that she was going to be there? I don't know. My favorite part about this is Jax does not come in his uniform, oh. which why you're at a photo shoot. I don't own one. I don't own one. And he said he doesn't like to be on the same level of the other bartenders. That really got to me. I why? Just, okay. Why? If we are saying, if we are pretending that Jax works at Sir, which, okay, Danica did an interview on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast this week, and she said that Jax works at Sir maybe five times a month. So she said he does technically work there, but mm-hmm. okay. But it's like, if you are showing up to this thing that is for your job, mm-hmm. and you are given a dress code, follow the fucking dress code. It doesn't matter who you are. It's not cute to show up and be like, eh, I didn't feel like wearing it. Not only was he not wearing a Sir shirt, he was wearing the wrong color and it had a Ralph a Lauren logo, logo on yeah. it. Yeah, he claims like, he wears that every Thursday night. And also you're talking to Lisa, she doesn't care. And he says, I'm gonna wear what I want when I want. No, you won't, because you changed. Because <laughs> no, Lisa won't. made you. Like, who the fuck do you think you are at some times? I don't understand that, that so, like attitude. Also at the photo shoot, we see Jax have a talk with Ariana. And Mm. honestly, Ariana, I feel like, is one of my MVPs on the show right now, just because I feel like she sees so clearly what Jax stands for. And And calls him out for it. Jax claims that he wasn't as upset about the pool party as Britney. And I'm like, bitch, please. We watched you rage text up and down the cast list. Like, you were so mad. And so for him to be like, well, I wasn't that mad, but Britney was hurt. I hate that. I hate him. Like he was... <laughs> it, yeah. And um, I don't know if we will have a lot to talk about with their marriage or what's going on throughout the year next season. But I'm excited for that because that could be a whole other storyline because it's kind of like pathetic. Like he, even when the whole shirt thing was going on, Lisa like shut it down. She goes, stop backing him up. And it's really Mm -hmm. hard to watch Brittany in this because she even said it this episode, he is my husband. And like, yeah, that's true. And she sometimes does not defend him, but there are times where she has to, and it's like embarrassing. And oh god. You know what's crazy? When Jax has his conversation with Lisa at the photo shoot, there I thought Lisa did a really good job of holding him accountable, but she also mentioned that it's only 4 weeks into his marriage, and it's insane that it has still only been 4 weeks in real time since the wedding passed. I'm like You're already this much of a mess four weeks after the best day of your life. Like, come on, bro. Like, you got to get it together. And everyone is, I feel like other than a couple people, everyone is starting to see that. And I have a feeling at the reunion, he is, like, not going to be in a great place with a lot of people. There's no way he could be unless he apologizes. Because, to be honest, he made all the wrong moves. He did. And he's one of those people that can't be told that and can't be called out. So unless he sees clearly like what he did and like takes a step back, like I don't, they're not dealing with his bullshit anymore and they shouldn't. It's, it's kind of, it was funny like a few seasons ago when they were young and like getting in trouble and like whatever, but like you're 40 years old enough is enough. Right. So then we fast forward to the evening and we are at Tom Tom for the one year anniversary party. And there are a few major things we need to talk about. First of all, when Ariana and Stassi are talking 
And Ariana was told by Sheena that Stassi talked shit about her house and her lack of furniture. And so Ariana was hurt by that and she brings it up and like a true boss bitch, this is when I really like Stassi, she goes, Sheena, get your ass over here. And Sheena just bounces right over and is like, what's up? And I, that was so funny to me. The fact that Stassi called her out like that and then Sheena was just like bubbly ass walking over like, what, what do you want? I really appreciated the way that Ariana was honest with her. And I like to see how, where their friendship has come, if that is where it stands in real life. But the fact that conversation happened and while the conversation was happening, here comes the doppelganger leaning on Stassi's and Stassi was having no, no, none of that. She was like, not now you Sheena and mini Sheena, please like leave. And to be honest, the girl was just having a good time. Like, she's not ever, like, met these people before. She's having a good time. And that really wasn't even the main focus of it. Danica inserts herself (laughs) into this argument. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, I see what she's doing. Like, she's, you know, trying to break it up. But then the whole fight, like, twists and turns. Like, she is telling this drunk girl to just like steer clear out of Sheena and Stassi's conversation. And Kara really wasn't doing anything, but the way she was drunk and like smiling was really like getting under Danica's skin. Yes. Boy, did it make a turn on Danica because Danica finally got 86 from Tom Tom that we saw. That was so embarrassing for her. She should never have done that. She's in her workplace or actually she's, one of her workplaces yeah but she was crying like i can't when the when they when you start a fight and then start crying like you can't do that you have to like hold your ground you know like what are you crying about i think she just got very flustered and she saw that none of the girls were backing her up they were backing the other girl up but i'm wondering if we're gonna see more of kara next season i think that her name Kara, K- spelled K-A-R-R-A-H, which is giving me hives, just thinking about it. It's so long, it could be four letters. That is, like, the exact person you would expect to be a server at Vanderpump Cocktail Garden in Vegas. And I think that, I'm sure it has crossed everyone's mind over at Bravo that they could do a Vegas spinoff. And I think Well, shout have- out to my girl Jackie, who's a waitress at Vanderpump, <laughs> when I was there and met her. And I... I love her. So if we see a, a spinoff, I'd like to see her on the show. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna DM her and tell her I said that. <laughs> Whether or not they go forward with the Vegas spinoff, they have certainly piqued my interest in Kara with an H at the end. Um, so that's like me spelling my name B A R R I E. There's no reason for it. <laughs> There's no reason for it. Um, so obviously, we see that moment with Danica. I really hope we see more of Danica next season. I think she's a firecracker, and there's obviously a lot. There's a lot under the surface there that we've just kind of gotten a little glimpse of, but yeah. I think she could bring a lot to the table. But then we get to the most important part of the episode, and that is when Jax is having his talk with Tom Sandoval, and it, simultaneously, Kate, Kristen is having her talk with Katie and Stassi outside, and it really is a culmination of eight seasons of memories and back and forth, and... Basically, they put all their relationships on pause and we see a montage that's very slow and dramatic. And like when Jack says, should we take a break? And Tom Sandoval goes, 
Sure. I will say I, I shed a tear. I didn't cry at all, but it was very cool how they slowed down the intro music and just showed all of the couples leaving like individually. Like that was a really great finale, how they did that because it leaves us off with, we don't know what, we don't know what, where it's going to leave off from next season. Like we don't know if there is going to be a next season. So I, I think they did a really good job with that. And I'm very excited for this reunion. All of them walking out of Tom Tom while Jax is having his conversation with Lisa, where for the first time in Vanderpump Rules history, they break the fourth wall because he tells Lisa that it is his show. And the fucking audacity to say to Lisa Vanderpump that Vanderpump Rules is your show. Vanderpump Rules. She shuts that down so fast. She goes, it's not your show. It's my show. And don't you forget it. And I, I will say, I have not loved Lisa on this season of Vanderpump Rules. It's bothered me how much she's inserted herself in some of the drama and some of the sort of constructed scenes that don't make sense. But in this moment, seeing her hold Jax accountable and call him on his bullshit, it is one of my favorite things. And I'm so glad that that's the note we ended on because whatever happens next season, it, that, that was what needed to happen right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so excited for that reunion. Even if, it, even if it is like a sloppy mess, I'm just excited for updates on kind of where everyone stands right now. Cause there was yeah. a lot left uncertain in the finale. And I feel like these people don't hold back and they're going to say whatever's on their mind and how they feel about each other. So I think that we might be surprised in some ways. Maybe we'll see who is friends and who is not friends and how they've been doing in quarantine. Just like us. Celebs. They're just like us. Are they celebs? I don't know. Close enough. Um, okay, so let's move on to Beverly Hills quickly before our interview with Kristen. This episode was one of the weaker ones of the season, I think, so mm-hmm. far. Not a bad episode, but just not... It didn't pop quite the same way. Listen, I, I can't continue to hear conversations about Teddy and Kyle being close. It's like, it's borderline like annoying to listen to. I, I can't like, what else is there to say? Another thing is... It's about the the astrology night. There's just not that much to talk about this episode. There really wasn't other than every time they show Garcelle, I get so excited and then they just reel it back. And I'm like, oh my God, just like make this a Garcelle show. I can't take it. She looked fucking fierce last night. She looked amazing. I love that she's, she's actually like getting to Kyle and like talking to her about how she feels and trying to like make her, you know, say how she feels about her. But they're just not giving me enough. I'm sick of it. I think the most interesting thing that's going on in this season right now is that for the first time in a long time and possibly ever, we are really seeing Kyle on the defense and she Mm -hmm. is being kind of portrayed as the villain and whether or not that, whether or not that continues as a full season thing, or it's just kind of like she has a bad couple of episodes Kyle is really being called on her shit by the other ladies and she's not really answering well, I don't think. She, so a big thing is that she's being kind of called out on her relationship with Teddy. And while I don't think that's necessarily like super valid, 
I think she's not doing a good job of responding to other people and she's kind of just getting defensive too quickly. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's not a great look for her. And she, even on Twitter, she's come across as very kind of spite, like a little bit mean and just kind of like she's being backed into a corner and is like lashing out at people. And it's not what we're used to seeing from Kyle. So it's right. interesting. I think you just said it perfectly. She's being mean this season. Not a bully. I'm not going to say that because I think that's not the right (laughs) word. But she's being mean. Even at the dinner, at the astrology dinner, she was at one point like being mean again to Dorit. She was telling her to shut the fuck up and you're an asshole. And like, but like you can tell it was coming from like deep inside her. Like she was smiling and laughing, but like she wasn't kidding and again, for the another time we see her going in on these people and then just start crying. Girlfriend, you can't do that. Either like, are you defending yourself? But then when you're crying like that, you look weak. And what she said to Erica, honey, oh my God. She, when she said that to Erica that she doesn't have real friends, I, w- right. I thought Erica was going to like jump over the table. But the way Erica handles every situation is just so perfect that I don't, I think what she, how she handled it was exceptional, but listen, Kyle's kind of doing it to herself. And I think she just doesn't know how to handle all of the girls like coming at her for how she's really behaving. One thing that's interesting to me is that she, in her relationship with Garcelle on this episode, she made it sound like she didn't really know Garcelle yet. And she, they weren't really close friends yet and whatever, but then she all of a sudden is really taking up for Sutton and defending Sutton and kind of riding for Sutton and calling mm-hmm. out her own Sutton's issues with other people. And it's like, do you know Sutton that much better than you know Garcelle? Cause you're acting like Garcelle is an acquaintance, but theoretically you've known Sutton the same amount of time. Right. So honestly, I'm, I don't know. I'm over it. I, I like Sutton. I think she's bringing, a lot to the show, but I think it's strange that Kyle is all of a sudden really team Sutton. And I think it's just because she's being rubbed the wrong way by Dorit. And so she sees kind of befriending Sutton as an easy way to get under Dorit's skin. And it's not, I get why she's doing it, I think, but it's not coming across the way she wants it to. Right. I agree. And I'm going to say it again. I I really uh, like the way Sutton is turning I like her now she's like finding her way <laughs> like I love it's that. so cute it's like watching like a little kid like understand what they should be doing but it was funny too because she tried saying one thing last night and Erica goes hey you're a guest in my house and Sutton was like you're absolutely right and she was like I really I responded d- to that <laughs> yeah I loved Erica's energy last night yep. seeing her play the hostess was fun and I think she is, I, her energy this season feels so on. She cried again last night. Yes, she, we saw her in rehearsals for Chicago now, and she's clearly taking it very seriously, which is great to see. Um, talking about how she doesn't want to let her cast down and all of that. Um, but yeah, I thought the astrology scene, it felt a little bit like it went from zero to 100 a little too quick. Like we were just seeing each of the women get their little reading of, okay, like Denise is, is guarded and Kyle takes things personally and Sutton gets upset, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, why did you do that to me? You fuck you, shut up. And it's like, are we, what happened? Like, 
I don't know. It's it feel it it just felt like a weird scene, and it's not that I didn't enjoy watching it, but I didn't feel fulfilled after. <laughs> well, it's because they have so many iconic dinner table scenes and parties. They even showed it in last night's episode, like the iconic um, dinner at Camille's house. And I feel like they were almost like trying for that to happen. And it's okay for when it doesn't like, that's true. It could be just a normal dinner. You're allowed to have that, but I'm excited because I don't know if you felt this way. I feel the Denise drama coming. I feel it. And I'm excited because I can't take any more of this bullshit drama. So Denise's little reading where it says that she keeps things hidden and she has something to reveal. And then Rana going, oh, that was, I think that was like a little breadcrumb that they dropped us, that there's something coming. And we know something's coming and I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, Okay, before we get to our interview with Kristen, who is your number one Bravo Lab in the group from this couple of episodes? Um, for Beverly Hills, I want to say it's Erica, just because I fucking love when they show her at her house with Mr. Girardi and like the way she composed herself. I can't say enough good things about this woman. I'm obsessed with her. I love her. And I'm upset for her that two other people showed up wearing the same outfit as her because (laughs) she usually shows up in something custom and one of a kind and like, you know what, but they, they pulled it off together, but and Vanderpump is just going to go with Lisa because she shut that shit down and it's her show. And that's where I stand. Speaking of, I am going to pick Lisa Vanderpump. As much as I've had issues with her this season on the show, I thought this episode, <laughs> she did what she needed to do and held Jax accountable. And, you know, I love to see it. <laughs> you love uh, to see it. So don't go anywhere. We have our interview with Kristen Doty coming up. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and enjoy that interview. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honeylove, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honeylove, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Welcome back, guys. We are now joined by the lovely Kristen Doty. Kristen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Hi. How are you? How's How's quarantine been going? It's, it's not shitty. It doesn't suck. I mean, it's, you know, I, at this point I'm, oh my God, how, I was like, how many weeks, how many months has it been? Too many. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in quarantine since I got back from Tulum, which was on March 11th. So it's been over two months. So at this point, I'm, I don't even know how I'll feel when it's okay to not be in lockdown. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that at this point. Like when they're like talking about in LA, like opening restaurants and things, I'm like, I think I'm going to just hang out at home for a little bit longer. Right. I feel like it's like backwards, like mind fucking with everyone. Totally Everyone's like, um, no, I'm good here. I'm going to like sit home. Yeah. I found a way to like work from home, play from home, zoom with friends from home. I, f- I feel like I have that all down now. So I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I think good days and bad days. Like everyone, there are days where I'm like, I just want to hug my friends, you know? Um, but I'm speaking of working and, I'm not home, and I have my dogs, so that's good. Are you still doing James May out of your house? Yeah, actually right in between press zoom today before you guys, um, I'm in the back office packing orders. Yeah. Well, so that's we, amazing. We, we took everything. <laughs> my partner, Megan and I, we had a, an office downtown and uh, a couple employees that were packing and shipping everything for us. And we're just like, well, we can't really do this anymore. So we, right. everything from downtown into my back home office and we just work from here now. Well, I'm happy <laughs> for you that it's still like moving and grooving. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like everyone got their stimulus check and then orders started coming in. So we were like, <laughs> we're like flash sale, flash sale. Also my dogs might bark. Oh my gosh, that sounded so vicious, but aren't they little, <laughs> little cute things? He's 10 pounds. Gibson. Oh my God. He's a little yeah. strong little growl. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but her dog. <laughs> He's just a little yappy or he gives him that nothing to do. So, so exciting of- news for you. Yeah. Dylan, is that what you're going to say? So you have your book coming out very soon now. How yes. are you feeling about that? Two weeks. It's so crazy. I can't believe, like, I just got the hard copy in and I, oh my god i opened the box i started crying i was like this is this is real life like this is insane um that is so, so exciting yeah. it, it is a bummer i think the only thing for me about quarantine is we've had to cancel my book tour which was a major bummer but i mean considering mm-hmm. the we're in it's not the end of the world there are much worse right. things going on but that was a major bummer because i was really looking forward to meeting everyone and getting to travel and and yeah, but you know, we'll postpone that hopefully for the holiday and try to do some virtual signings in the next couple. Well, no, there will be a second book before long, I'm sure, oh my with, God. A, with a huge tour. <laughs> a virtual signing—that's so funny. What um, what inspired you to write this? 
Honestly, I had been writing um, a lot of the stories in this book and had an idea for this book for a couple of years. And my Michelle Alexander, a good friend of mine, who's my co-author, obviously very esteemed author, wrote How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which everyone knows about, New York Times bestseller, yeah. an amazing film. And <laughs> a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, really, we've been, Michelle and I were friends actually through Tom Schwartz, but another mutual friend one day was just like, dude, you guys have to collaborate. Like Kristen, you have the stories, Michelle can help you formulate these stories and kind of help you with like the comedic timing. And Michelle is just a brilliant storyteller. So mm -hmm. when I went to Michelle and just, she obviously knew what she knew from the time that we've been friends, but I'm like, well, let me tell you about my past. And I did. And <laughs> she was just like, dude, you're Machiavellian. Like this isn't even real life. Like you have 18 <laughs> lifetimes of dating stories. We have to tell these stories. So that's initially really how it started. It was just me doing a lot of talking and Michelle helping me sort of put, put this into motion. Are, so are these going to be some stories that we recognize from Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so I would just say, I mean, there are no names in this book. Um, it also, it, everything says he, or there are a lot of pseudonyms and it is not to protect the innocent because no one is innocent, including myself. <laughs> But it's really, we do the no name thing really just to keep it very universal because that was essentially what happened when I was telling Michelle these stories. She immediately said, oh my God, I've been, I've been through that. I dated that guy. Oh, my best friend dated that guy a hundred percent, you know? And that's what I started realizing with a lot of my girlfriends and my sister and my mom. It was like, they've all dated these same guys that I've dated and they've all been through it. So it's like, well, this many women have been through it. Everyone's been through it. Right. Um, and that's really, yeah, that's just what made us so, us so excited to write this book and to tell these truths. But of course, yeah, the Vanderpump guys will be in there. Um, there's no surprise. I think everyone will, it's very easily figured out some of those chapters. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to be like, hmm, who could Magnifying this be Magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, you know, you'll know the Tom Sandoval in there, the few Tom Sandovals in there, perhaps. And I think um, most of the chapters are extremely tongue-in-cheek and they're very like lighthearted, very self-deprecating. Um, I don't hate men, first and foremost. I love men. I think they're good. <laughs> I have a lot of really good guys. <laughs> a great boyfriend. But that being said, you know, I have been screwed over many, many times. And um, as funny and lighthearted as we'd like to, we'd like to make this book, there were some heavier hitting chapters and one of those being the Jack situation. Um, probably my least favorite thing to write about, but it wouldn't be fair to the readers if I didn't include everything. Um, so in, within that chapter, you will get my personal point of view. So I hope long long awaited uh I'm speaks <laughs> i'm gonna read it but is there any advice in the book as well as stories um i don't like to say advice but eh, for lack of a better word it's more just letting everyone know what i've been through and where i've now come how you overcame it right exactly um, awesome. And I know what you're seeing on Vanderpump Rules right now. I read a lot on social media where they're like, why would I take dating advice from someone like her who's still <laughs> Carter? But I want everyone to really understand that like Michelle and I wrote the bulk of this book post season eight of Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. So the best thing for me was the second we stopped filming, I was alone in my own home without a boyfriend. Carter and I broke up 
we were absolutely, I mean, I know what you'll see on the show is like, we're kind of together dating again. And the second we stopped filming, I flew back home to Michigan. A lot of us fly home and kind of take a break. And he and I were immediately done for good. And without him and without my two best friends, Katie and Stassi, I really had time to just sit with my thoughts. And that's where the bulk of the book comes from. So it let me take a trip down memory lane. It let me be nostalgic with, you know, old boyfriends and old patterns. Really think about why I kept going back and forth with Carter, back and forth with the girls, to be honest. And it also to be single and really, really be single, which I think no one really knows about because it wasn't filmed. Um, Mm -hmm. and getting to date and get it, which is so weird to think about right now because we're in quarantine. I'm like, God, I'm going (laughs) to, and like have friends with benefits and really live that life at 36 years old. And I did that for months while writing this book. So I'm very excited for everyone to read about all of that. That It's so funny that you said that, um, you know, this woman dated this one, everyone's dated those men. So for even those people to say, why would I take dating advice from you? You know, they're, they've also dated those people. So they should yeah. take dating advice from you. It's really, it, it, I don't know. It's not like a what to do or a what not to do. It's more. No like, one knows. It's yeah. It's more just like, I've been through it and you will come out on top. Like we said a little bit earlier, like right. you will come out on top. And for me, it was a self-love journey. I had to really, not in an ego way, but really learn to love myself and to sit with these thoughts and with these relationships and look back on them and say like, why did I do this? Why did I do that? Why did I stay in this one so long um, to get to where I am now, which is very, very happy. So, so I just talking about- all of them that read it are going to, they're going to be like, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about all these experiences that you've had, Barry and I just both watched the season finale of Vanderpump. The last few minutes, first of all, total chills. The way they edited that is just... uh, But I loved your comment when the whole drama inside was going down about how you don't fight at Lisa's restaurants and you don't fight in front of Lisa. And I feel like you have certainly had quite the journey on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what what are some of your favorite moments looking back? Because now, I mean, it's eight full seasons. It's been a long time. What are some things that you really like looking back on on the show? I mean, it's all the fun moments. It's all of the the hilarious, like slapstick, silly, just being in love, like friend love with each other. That's why I think the last few minutes were so, so gut-wrenching taking that song the theme song and blowing it Mm -hmm. down i was like oh god like are we all dying like is this the end of an era like what's that it was so sad but watching those montages and those flashbacks of the boys and stassi and katie and i together um it was really sad but also so wonderful and and being able to like look back on like katie and tom's wedding and watch that again, you know, again and again and again. And I'm like, we have that on camera. And our friendship from 10 years ago, when we shot the pilot, that was in the very first season. I mean, that was like 2011. And to Crazy. see it like grow up, you know, as these like 20 something year olds, I'm just so grateful that we have that to forever look back on all of the like really fun moments, which there are so many. Maybe they don't all make it on the show, but you know, there's enough. <laughs> yeah. But this season in particular was an emotional one for you. So was it difficult to watch? Do you have time and how does that affect you? Yeah, this season really sucked. 
it didn't suck as much as season two, um, which will forever live in, in my heart as the worst season of all time. Due to Fair me. enough. But, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a very long time ago. But this season was really hard because it felt so um, final at certain moments. Like it felt like with the girls and I, like we just couldn't get it back and like Carter and I just couldn't get it back and now I know in hindsight with Carter and I that was just so much better for the both of us especially for me <laughs> it sounded mean but you know it was just better for, for for all parties involved um it was really hard it was a hard summer therefore it's a hard season I was going through a lot um I had a lot of family stuff back home my brother was really sick and I think I just couldn't keep my head in the game Plus, we had, you know, 55 new cast members that I really <laughs> didn't care about. Like, I just didn't care enough to get to know a lot of people that were thrown into my life when I had all these, like, momentous moments going on. Agreed. That makes sense that it's tough. <laughs> it's tough because, obviously, you guys that have been on the show since the beginning, those relationships are so real and have so much history and then when you kind of have the separate element of now these other people are being cast on the show, then it's, I'm sure it's tough to kind of live your life during that time. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's like, I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, these new cast members are so thirsty. And I'm like, well, we're all on a reality show. Are we all not a little thirsty to be on TV? Like, let's be honest. But we are like, I pride. And I know that the, like the OG cast members, we all pride ourselves on being so authentic and we stand for our history. And that's why we make up and break up so often. That's why we defend each other even when we're not getting along because we have history. So I'm never against having fresh blood or new people coming in on the show. I think um, in a sense, it's a bit essential because it helps, you know, mm -hmm. kind of keep this, the story moving. But also that many people in one second, I'm like, I just don't care. Like all I was, I was very like streamlined, like tunnel vision. I'm thinking about this and this, you know, for me. In the beginning as a viewer, I feel like you guys are my friends. So I was like, I don't want to get to know these people either. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can't sit with us. I was yeah. like, I don't know you and I'm not taking the time to, I need my OGs, but now you know what, it's fine. <laughs> I just don't think they were integrated very well. I think that was the problem. And it's like, not me knocking on like our production company or Bravo or anything, but I just think if it would have been a couple of people at a time, but like throwing that many people at us and granted they worked for Lisa. I don't work for Lisa. A lot of us didn't work at the restaurant anymore. So other than really like Sheena, a lot of us didn't have the opportunity to get to know them in the beginning. And I think that was the problem. But I feel like going into, if we have a season nine and if we only have one show, it'll be a lot different than this last season because now we've had a whole year to get to know some of these people. Mm -hmm. Right. Speaking of Sheena, you guys have really formed a great friendship now. And obviously you guys have lots of history. Yeah. I love seeing you together. How did that kind of come about? And what do you think changed to make you guys kind of fit together better than you used to? I mean, Sheena and I really have never had, I mean, except for maybe, I don't know, seven, six, seven years ago, or during like the Tom and Ariana stuff, we've never really had like a major falling out. I just sort of was always pushing back against whoever Sheena was being in that moment. But I feel like Sheena's really come into her own. Um, I will defend Sheena till the day I die. Sheena and I share the same love language. We're both, I always say like Sheena and I are like newborn babies. Like we need attention and affection or we will die. 
And that's what we, <laughs> we crave that from the people that are around us. Sheena, we know our friendship. Like we, every friendship needs something a little bit different. Sheena needs to get a text back all the time. She doesn't like if you're not responding, even if, you know, if you can or you can't, like you need to respond to her. You just need to know. She relate to that. <laughs> but same, same. And so I, I just have so much respect for Sheena because I think she's taken such a beating on this show. And I think that even the OGs, like she, I feel like she, Sheena really carried this fucking show on her back this season. Like she was the, the only olive branch between the OG and the new cast members. Um, and she's been through a lot in her love life with her marriage and divorce. And then we have like Rob from whatever season. And she just kind of got really <laughs> dragged through the mud and she's just standing on her own two feet stronger than ever. And I respect and love the hell out of her. And she just, she loves me for who I am. I love how unapologetic Sheena is when people, even I see her on Twitter, people calling her out and being like, I don't want to watch the show if Sheena's on it. She's like, fine, don't watch. <laughs> she, she has she the best started, attitude. She started making boy crazy merch. Like that is a boss bitch right there. Call her boy that's, crazy. She's like, I'll put it on a hat. That's <laughs> so funny. Better pump rules. I'll create a vlog. Watch my real life. Like that. We is were awesome. just we were just talking about it right before you came on. Um, that one scene in the reunion, one, uh, sorry, in the finale when Stassi called her over and she said, get your fucking ass over here right now. And, and Sheena, well, I was like, if that was me, I would be like, no. But right. Sheena walked right over and she's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. excuse me, can I, I'm coming through. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so funny. Like, she's like, well, someone called me over, so I need to go. Yeah. To go see what they want. He's like a minion or someone's little bitch, but she was like, okay, what's up? You need me for a minute? <laughs> She had no idea what she was walking into, but right. need me, I'm there. That's Sheena. She's well, very game. <laughs> yeah, attitude. So how yeah. did you feel about the virtual reunion? I know it's very different for you. It's very different for us to be watching. And is there anything you tell us that we can expect from this? Yeah, it was weird. Um, it was definitely weird to not... Just, it was nice in a sense because I'm in my own home. I'm in my own space, yeah. energy, and within the you know those quick five minute breaks you get, I really get to like, you know, go be with my boyfriend or take a step outside of my backyard and just like breathe and zen, which was really nice. But I, it definitely changed you know the way the reunion normally is when you're not forced to be sitting in a room for 14 hours, 18 hours with these people. Um, I still think I, I assume that it did really well. I think we all did a really, for the most part, did a good job of not screaming over each other for <laughs> a bulk of it. There were times where it did happen. Um, <laughs> there were some tears. There was definitely a lot of yelling. Uh, there was some OG versus new people battling going on <laughs> that Ooh. we tried to shut down very quickly. Um, <laughs> It was interesting. I don't know. I'm very curious to see. I would. I really want to watch the Atlanta Housewives reunion um, to kind of see what ours is probably going to look like. Because I heard there is, from it. There's also quite a bit of yelling, but Andy does have use of the mute button. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel at least in the moment it felt like Andy was pretty patient with us until like sort of the end, where he was just like, "Okay, oh my god, I've had enough. You guys are literally like acting like children screaming over each other." <laughs> I'm like, well, there's like 20 think, of us. What do you want? <laughs> I think that happens at the in-person reunions too. Andy gets a little bit like, oh my God. <laughs> I think he yelled less this year than he did last year. Because last year he was like, everyone shut the f*** up. 
Oh my gosh. I cannot <laughs> wait for this. I really can't only because this is, first of all, there's a lot of you, so yeah. it's going to be very interesting, but it's always such a different dynamic now watching these virtual reunions. And now when I say all, oh, like it's the new thing, we've only seen Atlanta, but there's no in-person like arms flailing and like the real reactions you just get like, you right. can either like adjust people's volumes. It's really yeah, futuristic. I mean, I definitely some arms flailing for sure. There's um, <laughs> a couple of little surprises that pop up as well that I did not think one specifically, I didn't really think would go over as poorly as it did. Um, there's a little, a little nugget of truth that comes out that I didn't think everyone would react to so negatively. I, I thought it was like no big deal, to be honest, something that had to do with me. I was just like, I don't know, it's not even that big of a deal. And like some people thought it, it was, really it was, <laughs> yes, it was a very big deal apparently. We oh, will boy. wait and see for sure. Um, before we finish up, I want to ask, what is the first thing you're going to do when quarantine is fully over? What's What are you looking forward to the most? I want to fly to Austin. <laughs> I've been planning this trip. I had a trip planned. This is so random, but I had a trip planned to Austin, te Texas to meet one of my best girlfriends there um, who just moved back there. And my boyfriend's best friend lives there. And we'd actually had a flight booked and a whole trip planned for the day after the original reunion, which was on April 3rd. And so when that got, everything happened, we canceled the trip and we've just been waiting. Like, I just want to safely get on an airplane and like go to Austin, visit one of my best friends and then fly home and see my family. It was supposed to be like your reward after the reunion. Yeah. Um, Literally, my flight was booked for the very next morning. I think like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., because we were going to do it that night. And I'm like, I'm going to want to sleep, but we'll get yeah, on the flight, we'll for park sure. the whole weekend, and then I was going to go fly home to see my family. So I think we're all, I'll speak, I think, for the whole cast is that we're all ready to go visit our family safely. For, yeah. for sure, yeah, I can relate to that. Well, I've been there, and it's really fun. So when you go, you're going to have a good time if you've never been. I've never been. I'm so It's excited. a good time. And I do want to say, though, really quick also, not that you never have, but I said it in the past few weeks, this is the best you've ever looked on Vanderpump Rules. It really? Is. I do. I've said it in a few episodes. I was like, Kristen looks really good. <laughs> Not like shocking, but I was like, you yeah. look really good. Thank you. I felt like I just looked really sad all season. And I'm like, oh God, am I crying again? I'm like, Lord, baby Jesus, someone kick her off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not off the show. I mean, like off the scene. I'm like, oh, she's crying again. And Ever since I think like episode six or seven, I just started like telling everyone, fans and friends, I'm like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna stop anytime soon. <laughs> Pretty sure they dragged that Carter thing out until the bitter end, but I wish him the best <laughs> himself for sure. now and I'm very happy. So that's good. <laughs> well, we are so glad to hear that. We are so glad you joined us. Your book, He's Making You Crazy, How to Get the Guy, Get Even and Get Over It is available June 2nd. And thank you so much for joining us, Kristen. Thank you guys so much for having <laughs> yes, me. Yes, thank so you. Much. Appreciate it. Of yeah, course. thanks, Kristen. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.